Hey listeners, today I speak with Sally Lindsay from Big Easel Collective. Big Easel Collective specializes in sets that are rooted in place. They craft permanent transformations for retail experiences, museum activations, interiors, and public spaces that will wow visitors, as well as pop-up installations for conferences, festivals, and events. They understand the trend of marketing is becoming focused on the experience and provide a unique service that turns anyone with a smartphone into a brand ambassador. Enjoy. So how have you been? I know you were incredibly busy last week with Noe. Uh, what have you been up to as far as um, as far as personal work at the moment? Yeah, for sure. I mean, last week was an awesome week, as Entrepreneur Week always is. But I think it was a really beautiful moment to sit down and reflect on everything that's been going on. Um, in addition to having my signature event um, as part of my role at the New Orleans Business Alliance, which is a startup competition finale, um, I also was able to speak on a panel at Noe about um, sort of the new emergence of the experience economy, which aligns with some of my personal interests. And in terms of um, my side company that I'm working on, Big Easel Collective, we also had our first permanent installation um, at a restaurant space called Nole. And that was incredible because we did a live mural for the restaurant opening. And just having those three different events culminate on the same week, I think, is a real testament to how much opportunity there is in New Orleans and all the different exciting stuff that's coalescing. So I was um, had a great, great week. Definitely in need of a little vacation, but it was a good time. <laughs> well, you definitely work hard and deserve one. But congratulations. That's fantastic. You got multiple huge victories to help launch this company, which you just mentioned, Busy Big Easel Collective. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about what the mission of your business is and maybe how it originated. Absolutely. So um, the company is called Big Easel Collective. We're a group of local New Orleans artists that stand ready to design your next great user experience. So we specialize in both permanent and pop-up installations that are designed to be awe-inspiring and have some sort of immersive element to them. So um, if you've thought about some like new and trendy photo ops that have come on the scene, um, we're replicating some of those elements, but we do permanent installations for um, retail experiences, real estate expansions, hospitals, museums, you name it. And we also do pop-up installations for conferences, festivals, events, um, fundraisers. And a big part of our mission is that through our local artist community, we're putting their vision at the forefront and allowing them to inspire how these activations look. And through these um, commercial contracts, we want to empower artists to make great art while making a living. And so it's a great way to connect the business community with our creative community here. And a big part for the inspiration um, for starting Big Easel Collective was a lot of the work that I was doing um, as an urban studies major in New York City and just watching how the landscape in the city was evolving around our smartphones and in particular around social media. And so, you know, all of a sudden there's just a huge influx of spaces and interiors that, that are designed specifically with Instagram in mind. And some of that resulted in some really cool creative opportunity um, and massive business attraction and acceleration. And, um, 
you know, I stopped and took a moment and said, is there a way to mirror this with the incredible creative community that is bubbling up in New Orleans at all moments um, and create sort of this harmony where if we're designing these really cool spaces um, that are designed to, you know, position a business well in terms of their optics and aesthetics, um, can we tie that to the local creative community so that it blends um, these sort of opportunities for all New Orleanians? Yes, it's funny. I actually was just thinking about you the other day when I was at the Bayou Bazaar because I was speaking with um, one of the developers of the Pontchartrain Hotel who talked about how they basically uh, gutted their two most expensive suites in the top two floors of their hotel to create a bar because they identified the need of having that Instagrammable moment and the uh, the upper level bar on the 13th floor gave them an unobstructed view of the central business district, which immediately brought more people upstairs and created a community around it. So I see the value you know, you're offering in, from a developer standpoint. I'm wondering if you have um, more examples. You said you uh, studied in New York City, you studied urban planning. Do you have any examples of businesses or pop-ups or installations that currently exist that are doing this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think Cotton is definitely a great example of that sort of aesthetic. But basically what it comes down to is all sorts of different things can be given the adjective Instagrammable. When I think about different food, um, you know, cronut, cronuts are a big one, which is like a croissant married with a donut. They're delicious, I have to say. But, um, you know, you definitely see them on Instagram before you encounter them in the real world. Those are on Glee. I remember one episode of Glee. They even had that on television. <laughs> There you go. See, breaking into the pop culture. I love it. Um, and then there's also different examples um, of installations that are done in partnerships with museums. I think the Renwick in Washington, D.C., you know, they just had a big Burning Man installation that was highly Instagrammable. Um, one of my favorite examples that I think really speaks to this trend is Refinery29. So they're sort of like a branding company that has an international reach. And something that they do each year is called 29 Rooms. And it's this huge warehouse in Brooklyn, like all cool installations are. And it's 29 different rooms that are essentially very magical and theatrical backdrops um, that people can go from room to room and pose and take different photos in them. Um, I mean, this thing is out of control. People wait six or seven hours in line. They bring multiple outfits to match the different rooms as they go through the space. Um, and so obviously, I think that there's some element of superficiality to this sort of Instagram-driven um, culture. But on the other end, there is real creative opportunity that is embedded in these spaces as well. And so to that end, you know, Refinery29 in these different rooms um, seeks out different tastemakers um, to help curate how these rooms look. And often they're done with sort of real political messaging about who their community is and what they're trying to build within this space. And so a good example of that is, um, you know, they'll have different nonprofits that are promoting intersectional feminism in some of the spaces, which really resonates with their um, audience there. And so they design some of the rooms um, with sort of like a, a strong unifying message in them. And, you know, these photos, as they get posted, reach millions and millions of people. And that really does have um, serious power to help define your message and 
unify community and create real artistic opportunity embedded in that as well. And so while I don't feel like something like that is 100% right for the neurons market where we're at right now, I do think it speaks to sort of the logical extreme of where um, the possibilities lie with this sort of trend of um, experiences that are being crafted and shaped. And um, I do think that New Orleans has its own flavor that could be channeled in a way that, um, you know, will wow and delight visitors that are interacting with these spaces. As social media uh, becomes more pay to play and uh, sort of eats away at its natural organic reach, do you see this sort of marketing taking over traditional forms of marketing like paid content and traditional advertisement? A hundred percent. Yeah. So I think that this is really the way that the world is going and that's why so many different brands are um, leaping onto this trend of like making these spaces that inspire people to post on their behalf. Um, 86% of millennials say that user-generated content is a good indicator of the quality of a brand. So if you're having, um, you know, activations that are built by, you know, PayPal or Bumble or Coach, you name it, um, a bunch of other people that have participated in this trend, they love having people come in and, and the depth of that relationship and posting content from, you know, the, the Coach Warehouse Instagram backdrop um, really is compounded in a more emotionally meaningful way than let's say a targeted ad is. Um, a big part of that is like, we feel such affinity for the experiences that we have and the people that we share those experiences with. And so as we go back through our favorite photo album, which is our Instagram feeds and think back about that fun adventure we had and that brand that we engaged with through this um, playful activation, it causes us to think and feel more fondly about um, that company, about that place, and revisit that memory, um, constantly developing new positive feelings towards it. So, you know, it also results in real business attraction as, um, you know, these experiences get more on our mental map of what exists in the city and in the world, and more people are likely to pursue that in troves. Um, resulting in just like increased popularity for the space as well. People want to go places where they feel like they're having a rewarding experience or something memorable. We're always seeking awe in our own lives. And um, this is just the new engine through which we're channeling um, this energy. So the strategy behind this is creating all of your potential customers into brand ambassadors by just making your destination a place they want to go. Absolutely. Yeah, that's an excellent way of putting it. So two follow-up questions. How resilient, hypothetically, we all know that the economy moves in cycles. Uh, we haven't had a down economy now in a decade. Is this going to be seen as a luxury item you see if we hit a down economy or a recession? Or is this a resilient idea that you believe will last through any business cycle? That's a great question. I mean, it really comes to the mindset of the company itself. It's not the perfect solution for every company, but there's so many businesses around town that I think can speak to the benefits of positioning yourself well on social media. Um, you know, for instance, Jack Rose has probably the most Instagrammable couch in the city, um, surrounded by Ashley Longshore pieces 
Um, the New Orleans Museum of Art now has signs that say photography encouraged. But you see more um, food and beverage experiences being curated with Instagram in mind, um, you know, luxury cocktails and aesthetic plates. And I think it's becoming more and more integral to the way that businesses are um, positioning their products, services, and places. And I think that the trend of social media itself is not going anywhere. Um, you know, millions and millions of people log on to social media each and every day. And in the content that we're posting and absorbing is how we are determining our norms. And, um, you know, 74% of people who are involved in my thesis research said that they had sought out a specific destination after seeing it posted on Instagram. So I do think it's a really powerful way um, to position your business for success. Um, and ultimately, you know, being on social media um, is necessary and it can um, really create some real world implications that are huge in terms of business attraction and, and um, retention. And so, you know, there's 500 million people who use Instagram each day and in order to position your business for success, if, if it's, you know, looking after that business um, to consumer vibe, then Instagram is definitely where your users are at. And I think, you know, the sustainability of this trend is that millennials are not going anywhere. Um, they're now the largest cohort of the U.S. economy. And on top of that, you know, they say time and time again um, that they're more likely to spend money on live experiences and events than on material goods. And so I think that speaks to the sustainability of the trend. Um, and 69% of millennials said that they'd rather share photos of events than of a new accessory. So there are sort of this, this there's a sustainable undercurrent to people seeking out this sort of um, experience based economy. And to that end, I think Instagram will continue to have relevancy in determining what that hot list of bucket items are. Um, and that's a great way to position your business in order to get in front of them. I completely agree with everything you said. Oh, one thing I love about this marketing strategy is it's creating a real durable environment and outreach program for a business. It is something that essentially you're building a statue and it's not going, even if it's a pop-up, it's still going to be documented forever in photographs. And it is a way for you to reach potential clients in perpetuity. Yeah, absolutely. So if an individual was uh, wanted to take the first steps towards creating an art installation, is it something that they are developing on their own? Or is it something they are reaching out to your program for and you create a dialogue and sort of figure out the experience they want to create? Are these installations more on the artist or does the business owner have an idea of the environment they want to create and then it's the responsibility of the artist to meet that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, thanks for that. And so there's a couple of different ways to get involved and determine what the future of the installation looks like. On one end, we're happy to plug and play, in which case, if you tell us the opportunity and the budget and the time frame, all that sort of stuff, um, we can show a couple options for a deliverable project that makes sense given the context. Um, I also have a background in human-centered design. And to that end, I'm more than happy to do an entire co-collaborative um, experience and opportunity in order to um, figure out what might make most sense for your business. Um, one concept that 
um, I'd love to do is work with this space and their stakeholders to determine what an awesome installation could be. So for instance, we have a new Louisiana Children's Museum. Could we co-create with some amazing artists that specialize in whimsical works and have them work with um, young artists that will be, you know, if attending the museum and checking it out and design some sort of amazing, dazzling experience um, for their stairwells or something like that in the building um, that not only gives credit to the lead artist on the project, but also invites, um, you know, the new minds into the creative process and gives them credit for their um, bright and brilliant ideas. So we can totally span the gambit in terms of offers um, in services that we provide. Um, but we want to be able to plug into whatever makes the most sense for your project in your time frame. Um, and so to that end, you know, we're happy to take everything, all of the design um, processes into our own hands or help and work with your community that you have in mind to do some community engagement works and workshops and design chalets. So the world is your oyster and we stand ready to help and bring some creative energy and juice and expertise into um, positioning your brand and space for success. So we're totally flexible um, and we love hearing what projects people are working on. So can definitely feel free to get in touch. Um, Instagram is a good way to do that. We're Big Easel Collective. Um, and then we're also Big Easel Collective at gmail.com. Oh, no, that sounded like a sign-off. I still have plenty of questions, Sally. <laughs> keep them coming, keep them no, coming. Well, I mean, honestly, it sounds like you've created this... Um, for, for one, it sounds like all the stars are lining up perfectly for this. I mean, for one, you're in New Orleans. Two, there's this huge push, or not just a huge push, we're living in a digital age where anyone can connect to New Orleans and access New Orleans in their imagination just by going on social media and businesses are benefiting by creating this central location that not only brings in locals, but could ultimately act as a tourist attraction that people want to put on their bucket list and visit. I'm curious if all of the stars are aligning for you on this project. What are some obstacles that you're facing in getting the artists together or finding the potential clients? Yeah, so I definitely want to emphasize that we are on the early stage, and that's a really exciting thing because it allows us to be malleable um, and, you know, react to how things are evolving around us. And so that's a really exciting, um, exciting thing. But of the artists that I've been engaging with, you know, they've said it actually harkens back to art agents, which were a big thing in the 80s and quite popular, um, where, you know, art agents actually go out and scope opportunities that make sense um, and then deliver those as projects for, um, you know, their the group of artists that they represent. And that's definitely the model that we're trying to sort of reinvent and reestablish. And we're pretty excited about the feedback that we've received from artists on this end. We definitely are looking for more artists to join in who might be interested in these types of commercial opportunities and contracts. Um, and so that's definitely one end that we're continuing to build as we are on the opportunities end. You know, we're looking for more partners that um, might be curious about this sort of, you know, digitally trending spaces fad. Um, and we're always looking for new ways to think creatively and sustainably about the um, installations that we're delivering. And so um, we've been fortunate to work with great events such as White Linen Night and great um, clients such as Nole Restaurant, which is opening at the first of the month. Um, and we're always looking for new ways to engage. And so um, I think that 
that's one of the beauties of New Orleans too, is in um, the size of our city, you're only ever a few degrees separated from any other person. And so um, we're definitely going to be pursuing more opportunities as the calendar continues to unfold and we're excited to see what the future has in store you know i think noe really captures that entrepreneurial energy and spirit of the city and we're so grateful to be having our own experiences building this up um you know in our in our own experience on our end so it's great and i love the energy that new orleans delivers and the magic and the creativity so it's easy to stay inspired in a context like this it is pretty amazing that we live in a day where all you need is an idea and you can find a way to build a sustainable business around it. Indeed. It's magic. It's, it's truly magic, and you're in the business of magic, bringing art to life, and it's always a pleasure when our paths cross. So if you would like to maybe give that information one last time on how potential artists who are looking for opportunity and potential clients who are looking for installations can reach you, I will give you the mic once more. <laughs> Thanks so much. Yeah, so we are Big Easel Collective. Um, and at this current moment, we're looking for both artists that are looking to collaborate and learn more about our collective. And we're also looking for opportunities to design awe-inspiring spaces. So um, if you meet any of these bills, you can reach out to us at bigeaselcollective at gmail.com or directly on Instagram at bigeaselcollective. We're also um, happy to have new friends and followers, so you can check out our Instagram page there. Um, and we look forward to engaging with you. So, you know, we're open to any feedback you may have, any ideas ideas. Um, and we're so excited to be building this company. So thanks so much for um, giving us this opportunity here. We love Follow the Hummingbird and it's, it's uh, incredible to be able to speak to your audience. So thanks everyone so much. Well, it's our pleasure bringing you on makes us look good. So it's really just a win-win. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to hear. <laughs> Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a moment and thank you so much for listening to our show. Really, thank you so much. Your support truly means the world. If you like this podcast, please leave us a review. And if you're not already subscribed, you can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher.